Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we are talking about when affirmation is missing in our life. So that's a that's an interesting spin because I reckon most people who come for help or think they've got they need help, it's because something was done to them, like something awful happened to them or some awful things were said to them. But this is more about when things were missing, things weren't done that should have been done. Some, there's a gap inside. Yeah. Something hasn't been spoken over them. Affirmations are, are pronouncements and declarations, aren't they? They're, Good ones. They're Hopefully. Oh, I don't know. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Can you have a negative affirmation? Well, <laughs> I, <don't> think so. <laughs> I think it's all right. We'll, we'll stick with positive. It's okay. It's supposed to be positive. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it is a bit of a buzzword at the moment, isn't it? In, even in the world. Self-help. Self-help. and. Um, the power of positive thinking and self-empowerment. So I speak words over myself. I think you meant to look in the mirror, Andy, and oh, yeah. speak words, nice words what about yourself every morning. What a young man that is. <laughs> well, you're not meant to be un- unreal about the young. <laughs> <laughs> what a handsome old man. Old man, man. old grey-haired man, yeah. Great, thanks. Well, we'll go down together. Yeah. Right, so how, I guess the question is, is... Well, one, is it just self-indulgent that we feel like there's something missing inside? And how can there be the voids inside? How can there be the, the gaps? Well, I guess, well, that's an interesting point, I think, because there is a, there obviously is a place where some people just get in a loop of all they want to hear is good stuff about themselves, mm-hmm. which turns to a kind of greedy, self-indulgent thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a very real issue of a void that exists because what someone needed to hear wasn't spoken into them. Okay, so it's not self-indulgent to feel like, say for somebody, that there just hasn't been anything. There's no real knowledge on the inside of worth or value or knowing what I have to offer or to bring to the world because it wasn't spoken over me. I guess that's what we're talking about. Those words that speak life and worth and value. And if they're missing... That doesn't mean that we're just greedy or self-indulgent. It actually should have been put in. Yeah. Is that the bottom line? I think so. But also, I was just thinking about it. These words are actually quite, they're quite simple, aren't they? Like if you think when our boys were younger, or even now, you just say to them things like, oh, what a handsome young man you are. Do you know what I mean? Like because you just feel it inside, you see them and they're looking Or pretty. you're really good at this or you're yeah. really good at that. You've or... got a cracking sense of humour. Oh, that's or... just who you are. That's, you know, that's yeah. what you, that's what you're like, Ben or Jake or Isaac. That's, that's who you are, you but know, good the, things. It's, it's in the ordinary, but it's in the ordinary of life, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. not like, okay, well, it's three o'clock and I've scheduled in that I'm supposed to say a positive word to my child now. It's just part of the culture of the family, of the parenting that. Well, it comes from your heart, doesn't it, as a you, parent? Well, because, yeah, because you delight in them. Yeah. You just think they're amazing, so. But there must be so many, I mean, and we haven't done it perfectly at all, have we? I mean, we've done it from our best, but there's still gaps and lack and void. But for so many, many people, they haven't had that. Yeah, for many people we we see, even through the doors of our centres, they've never heard the words, I love you, or you're precious, or. Maybe you don't even know that it's missing. Yeah, exactly. That's That's why it's different, because it's a void of something that's lacking. It's harder to pick it because when something's overtly bad that's done to you like abuse or whatever then it's like oh well I've definitely got there's a definite issue here 
But I think we can walk around life with the consequence of this, but not quite connected to the fact that there was something that was missing. It's those gaps again, isn't it? We yeah. always talk about them on the podcast, like mind the gap. It's these gaps inside in our hearts. So, so ideally, a parent should speak, should put in the foundation deep into the inside of us of who we are of worth and value by affirming us, by speaking words of life over us, not just always telling us critically what we're right. bad at or what we're not good at or you you know this or that but but speaking words of life in so that that's just things like the ideal i'm just glad you're part of this family or i'm you know i mean but that's through actions as well as words isn't it mm -hmm. this affirmation thing can just come from being held or touched or someone just stroking someone's hair you know as a kid just oh you know and spending time time is quite yeah. quite an affirming thing isn't it because yeah. it speaks value doesn't it exactly yeah so it's so it can be missing from parenting and um and probably to be really honest everybody's nobody's had perfect parents have they no um but where else it could be missing from um from culture could it be missing from the culture or the environment that we grow up in or i think so i think sometimes there's that we call it tall poppy syndrome, don't you? The way you think, well, don't don't encourage the people are too big much. On that, aren't they? Yeah, don't encourage people too much because they'll get big for their boots. Or Actually, even I, in Christian culture, yeah, I think different parts of um, even just different parts of the UK. You, you know, where I grew up in the northeast, nobody wanted you to be big for your boots because right. that's a negative. And to be honest, it's quite you know nobody nobody does like people who are full of themselves. So there can be a drive to 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 just not brag but then you don't want to sort of pump people up so yeah it's all good meaning isn't it sometimes i guess that's what i'm trying yeah. to get to like you know like the tall poppy they're trying to save you from being big-headed and yeah. arrogant well that's what i mean even the christian culture of pride not being a very good thing as yeah. a christian so we better not affirm you encourage you too much in case you get proud you know and i suppose that's the thing isn't it because i was going to say the biggest worker in this must be the enemy just trying to undermine and destroy who we are as children of God yeah. and the worth and the value that being created by him has put into us. Right. And he, from the moment we're born, he's on a mission, whether he does it with our parents, with his culture, whether he just twists even what is good intentions, it's to rob and destroy that, that solidity on the inside because that when we're when we're not solid inside, then then we're less of a threat to him. Well, it actually it impacts everything, doesn't it? So if 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 something can be deeply rooted in me that says there's something wrong with me and I'm not enough, well then I'm going to be very. It's going to be very hard for me to step out into things that God might be asking me to do or to even receive His encouragement. All those things are going to be much more challenging. Well, it's going to war against bravery and courage and. Yeah. All of those things, right. isn't it? And destiny. And so it does really, really matter. And this is why it isn't just self-indulgence and feeling right. sorry for yourself to to look at what have I missed of really knowing who I am. Right. I know you really hate that phrase, but throwing it out there. It's all right. Who am I? Who I am? Who am I? I mean, that is the question right there. We have a big, we have a big debates over this, don't Who we? am I? I want to bring it up all the time. And Andy says, it's <laughs> oh, such a stupid phrase. It's like nails down a chalkboard. I, I think it's a big question that people big, have. Yeah, if you Google it, you get billions of results. It's your problem that you, you don't know what the answer is. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is either. No. But I know it is a big question. Let's keep asking the question. Should, have, we gone on a, have we gone on a... We have a little bit. 
Okay. So anyway, the big deal with this is the way it's the outworking of that lack, right? So if you think about the fact that these, the, and it isn't just words, it's important that we say it's not just words, is it? It is things like time and touch and, and just being together, all those things, they speak in a sense of value and affirmation. I think they speak in life. Life, right. I exactly. think they build us up on the inside. They make us secure and confident, not in an arrogant way, but just in a solid way to be who God <sighs> made me to be, who I am, Andy. Yeah, great, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it outworks. Ultimately, what it the, the issue for us is that it does outwork. That lack outworks, and I think outworks by creating a hunger. Yes. Because we were designed to be secure in who we were. And when you think about creation and God formed Adam and Eve and broke, breathed into them, straight away afterwards, the first thing he says is, that is really good. And I think that's kind of an understatement of the millennium. You know, that's, I think God's heart was you know, pounding with love and delight over what he'd made. And even when Jesus was baptized, it's like, this is my beloved son. So I think, I think there is a need deep inside of each one of us to have that. So when it's missing, it creates a hunger. Yeah. And then that hunger outworks in, well, basically trying to fix that hunger. Right. Because when I go home from work and I'm really hungry, you I eat. just go for the biscuits. Yeah. Go for whatever's quick and easy. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think we've done it many times because we talk about the same, <laughs> round about the same things on these podcasts. But on um, in Isaiah 55, it says... Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good and you will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. I just love that because I think that so much of what we're doing is driven from these deep places inside, yeah. these hunger places inside. Right. And the fact is we can, we can kind of substitute, just like you're, when you're hungry, you're driven to find some food, even if it's, to be honest, even Really nice me, biscuits. Yeah, but even if it's stuff you don't even like that much, if you're that hungry, you'll eat it. Yeah, that's true. Just to fill the hunger. And um, Yeah, but it, it does work, doesn't it? Like if I eat, if I go home and I eat loads of biscuits, then, then I'm really not very hungry for my tea, which is really not good, but no. it is what happens. Yeah, but also when you eat the wrong stuff, you end up feeling a bit garbage afterwards, don't you? Yeah. So that hunger creates, uh, it creates a need to fill that hunger. And we can do that by striving or being driven to prove something or just going around trying to even just manipulate affirmations and manipulate right. encouragement. It just becomes such a drive inside. Like, I, I really want to know. I'm going to say it again, Andy, who I am. But who, um, am I? who am I? But I'm driven by wanting these affirmations. I want someone to speak words of life over me because it's missing on the inside. And we don't mean to manipulate. I mean, it's not like any of us wake up in the morning and we think, oh, I'm going to manipulate my way through today. But it's just, it comes from this deep, these deep voids. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of when we were in Florida and... We always like to tell people we were in Florida, don't we? <laughs> just, it was such a big part of our lives. It does always sound like we're going, and when we lived in Florida. <laughs> I, know. I know you're not doing that, it's but... It's kind of like a big, we're like braggy. About braggy. It. 
Anyway, we lived out in the middle of nowhere and we had a well in, the, in our back garden or, as the North Americans would say, in the yard. And, uh, of course, it wasn't one with a handle that you cranked down the bucket. It was an electric. It didn't look like that, though. It was a, it was a bit, it was a bit of a manky old, old thing, wasn't yeah, it? it was, yeah. Um, and one winter um, that we were surrounded by, th- you know, hundreds and hundreds of acres of strawberry fields. And it was when it gets particularly cold, they do this thing where they irrigate the fruit and then the fruit freezes. It like it has ice that goes around the fruit, the, the strawberries, which then insulates. I mean, it's a fascinating fact for all you fun fact people out there. It it isolates the fruit and insulates the fruit so it doesn't get too cold, which seems really weird to me that you would insulate it with ice. But there we are. That's what they do. And they did this for days and days and days because it was a particularly cold snap in Florida. And what happened was the water table dropped and our well went dry. You remember it well. Well, well, well. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> I do. It was awful. We had no water. No water. So we had couldn't... three little kids and yeah. we had no water. Yeah. And so you couldn't flush the loo and you couldn't have a shower and you couldn't. And in Florida, you really, I mean, we would have two showers a day because everybody would be so sweaty. Yeah. So so we... you can picture. It's a good, yeah. that's going to uh, create that. a picture, yeah, isn't thank it? Thank you for that. Um, so anyway, LL, we lived across the street from the LL property. And so we would go over to the a house across the street to shower every day, which is a bit of a pain because we had to walk over with our towels and with the kids and traipse over. And then we'd go with buckets and fill buckets so that we could fill the cistern of the toilet and then the toilet would, we could flush. We're sounding like real missionaries, Andy. And we really suffered over there. And then the county sent this big, massive lorry that offloaded 72 litres, gallons actually, gallons of spring water. And we used that to wash up in and to brush our teeth in. We went from one extreme of zero water poverty people to showering and washing in Zephyr Hills bottled water. Yeah, that's right. Because this went on for ages, didn't it? Was it it about three weeks, four weeks? At least that, because we had to then... Thankfully, the county said, because it's run dry because of this irrigation thing, that they would replace our well. Oh, yeah, that took ages, didn't it? Give us a new well, yeah. Mm. So we kept getting deliveries of water until that... And then eventually they came and dug a new well and our original well went about 30 feet into the ground and this new one went 300 feet. And, um, and actually the Lord really spoke to us through all that about how our well can run dry in our life. And even if your well is not deep enough, you're not drawing life. Actually, you can find life other places, but it's not the life that you're supposed to. Do you know what I mean? Like we could live. We worked out a way to live even in the midst of that pain in the neck scenario didn't we how to keep getting the water from somewhere else or have it shipped in and it or borrow somebody else's Mm -hmm. you know and so we can start to we can draw from other people we can pull life from other people and start to fill that void in ways that aren't really from the lord they're just we're just getting temporary fixes Mm -hmm. but it doesn't ever really doesn't really last so really the solution to this is that we ask the lord Effectively, using this illustration of the well, we, we really ask the Lord to come and sort of dig our well deeper into him. Yeah, which is, which is brilliant. But what does that actually mean? Like, what does that actually look like? Yeah. So probably for anybody listening and us included, we'd all like more affirmation. Yeah. And it can become like a greedy, hungry place 
Um, and if we're not careful, we get very used to the quick fixes and finding our own ways of that being met. Right. And 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 I agree with you. We're saying we've got, we've got to go to God with it. But I suppose it's twofold, isn't it? We've got to look at where we have been going and stop doing that. We've got to stop the biscuits, Andy. Why do stop you the that? biscuits. But we've got to look for the, the real deal. So now I've just said that, you can tell us how we're going to do it. <laughs> what does that look like? Looks like digging into, digging into his word, doesn't it? To find out. What do you say about me, God? Well, what do you really start, say about me? Well, I think it starts before that of just being honest mm-hmm. about about the fact that we we are looking for affirmation and and there's encouragement and stuff, and, and recognizing that there's something missing, and even acknowledging why that's missing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, actually, maybe mum and dad weren't that for us, or maybe they weren't around at all, or maybe they just didn't give it in, and we've justified that thinking, well, they didn't know how to, and this isn't about dishonouring them or anything like that, but it's but it's right to recognise and take an honest look at it because because you need to forgive basically yeah because that does that is part of it of saying well I'm choosing to forgive those that should have put that in that didn't put that in yeah and releasing the bitterness of because it would does become bitter doesn't it that they didn't give me and they didn't give me and and now I've got this void but actually just as we forgive and release that bitterness it's almost like to actually it's looking at where it's come from to to actually then take your eyes off that yeah and to say but I forgive and I release and I'm looking now to you God to fill that place yeah and also don't you think it's important to ask God to help us to stay balanced in this like like you're saying this thing of greed if you think of the world that we live in today, actually, it's an incredibly self-indulgent world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So everything revolves around me and how I feel. And if I'm not happy, then I should pursue that happiness at all costs, even if it makes mm-hmm. somebody else unhappy. As long as I end up happy, that's the way it should be. So that's clearly not the goal here. This is not about being self-indulgent. So or, what, or, so what is I the goal? Or can I just say, or feeling sorry for ourselves? Yeah. Like, that's not the goal either. No. It's self-pity or you know, greed of, I just want more and want more. What, yeah. What is the goal? Did you ask me? Yeah, I'm asking you. No, you can't do that. (laughs) What is the, what, I mean, where are we trying to end up here? Because it surely isn't. I know where we're we're trying to end up, knowing who we are, Andy. Oh, yes. Knowing who we are because God's spoken into us. Right. I knew it was going to come back. Yeah, so did I. um, But ultimately it is that, isn't it? It's, it's, it's having a deeper security in who God made me to be. Yeah. That there's a deeper peace inside of me. Yeah. So that hunger is gone. And it's a Holy Spirit, isn't it? It's like, it's not just reading, you know, God calls us beloved in scripture. Right. He calls us his child. He says we're adopted in. They all can just be nice things that we hear and they don't go in deep, but we've got right. to say, Lord, I want to take hold of this, like really take hold of it. Even if it doesn't match what right. I feel about myself, I want to take, and Lord, by your Holy Spirit, would you put this into this hungry, lacking place inside? Would right. you, would you weave that in that it actually changes me? And I, it, dig, it goes to the very, and that's what the digging deep with God is, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's, asking him by his Holy Spirit, not us just doing it ourselves, to really weave these things into our heart. 
So that's interesting, isn't it? Because we we are asking God to do that, and only the Holy Spirit can do it. Where literally deep into the fabric of our being, are sort of tattooed these words like yeah. beloved and mm-hmm. accepted and chosen and safe and mm-hmm. at peace and all those things would exist by the Holy Spirit, but probably other words have been tattooed onto us instead, yeah. which may be things like not wanted not enough, unacceptable, failure, ugly, stupid, whatever. many And many people, most people have these kind of words repeatedly spoken over them. So the problem is if those things have been tattooed into our heart, Mm -hmm. I use the word tattoo deliberately because it feels permanent. Mm -hmm. It's like it's Mm -hmm. constantly there. Mm -hmm. Then when we read the Bible and we hear someone say something about how God feels about us, it sort of is is laid up against that tattoo and it bounces and, and off it, and so then but then it bounces off so mm-hmm. so it's important that we ask the lord to show us are there words which have really penetrated because words are powerful aren't they like the bible's really clear they mm-hmm. hold the power of life and death so we could ask the lord to show us lord are there words that have really gone into my heart about who i am that don't match what he would say I think there can be words that we've spoken of yeah, ourselves. Sure. Might not even be there. Might not be a particular person that you remember them. I mean, this is what I mean, really. Like affirmation is words; they're pronouncements over us. So there must be negative. Right. I know there isn't negative affirmations because it's a contradiction in terms, but there must be negative words. There are negative words spoken over us, and sometimes yeah. you can't actually trace it back to who. But but if we take a deep look, we could probably all recognise those. Those were negative words that are written into our heart, yeah. and and they're driving us. Yeah. So, so what so we what we do with that then, of course, is we acknowledge it, and yeah. we we again, if we know, or, or we could even if we can't remember who said it, we could just speak out forgiveness, whoever did. And I think then we just we stand up a little bit on the inside and with the authority that Jesus has given us in His name, and say we break the power of those words over our life. Yeah. Because this is a spiritual battle too. And mm-hmm. this is where the, self, the self-improvement, positive thinking, self-empowerment thing isn't enough because that's just me kind of trying to remove a tattoo on my own. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't do that. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit can. And the, and the way to enable the Spirit of God to do that is by me forgiving and me taking authority over the power of that in Jesus' name and asking God to to undo the power of that word over my life mm-hmm. so that we can start to receive his truth. Yeah. And and because it's been, because these negative words have been tattooed in, if you like, they've become very familiar. Yeah. So our leaning, even when God's begun to take in the way the power of the enemy and all the rest of it, it's very familiar for us to go back to that. It's very familiar yeah. for us to believe that's still truth. Yeah. And, and it is about learning a new habit of saying this is what I've believed for so long and this feels so familiar and so easy to believe. Yeah. The opposite of what God's saying about me feels like a foreign language and feels just maybe even like it's only going into my head. It's not going really deep inside. Mm. But I'm not just going to bat that away and, you know, become like a great baseball player where where we read a scripture and we think, well, I, I don't feel that. So we just bat it off. But we take hold of it, we catch it. Yeah. And we let it stand and begin to, the power of God's word, begin to change these, these old tattoos. 
It's funny, Nick. I was just thinking when you were saying that, I was just thinking about, and literally as I say this, I realise I have no clue really what I'm talking about. Okay. So, so be be ready. Okay. But if you think about when you eat food, when I eat food, well, not, or well anyone, anybody, as mm-hmm. when a person eats food, mm-hmm. their body starts to digest it. Right. You're not going to go medical, Andy. <laughs> no, it's a really bad go idea. Go on, I believe in you. Keep going. I'm going to try. Do right? it. So Do the it. food goes into our stomach. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and then what Just happens? Just sound is confident. All, yes. And then, but but actually, what happens? I'm pretty sure. Right. Then all the goodness from that food starts to. Where um, where is it going, Andy? Well, it starts to sort of, in a sense, bless the whole body, doesn't it? Yeah. You see? Mm-hmm. see? I, I've been so worried about what you were going to say. I don't actually know what you're trying to say. That we have to digest God's truth. We have to let it permeate into the whole of our being. Yes. Do you see what I did there? Yes, I see. And actually, that is quite good because at the moment of eating it, yep. it at that it, moment. It tastes great. Yeah, but at that moment, it isn't, you don't, you, it isn't actually blessing your body. It takes time. I know, but do you not see? You can enjoy food. You can enjoy food by just chewing it in your mouth and then spitting it out. So you have the flavour of the food because your taste buds are enjoying it, but it doesn't permeate the whole of who you are. And I think yeah. we often do that with God's truth. We hear it in a sermon or whatever. We read it in the Bible like, oh, that tastes so good. And then we we spit it out yeah. and it doesn't, doesn't really go in mm-hmm. and feed the whole of who we are. That's good. Hey, That's good, yeah. <laughs> Got there eventually. <laughs> All right. So what do we need to be watching for? I think we need to be watching for not becoming just, not not to shame anyone, but to know that if you feel like this, if this is a weakness for you, then I just say welcome to humanity. Um, Because I think we can all lean towards becoming greedy and just wanting affirmations and wanting to be affirmed and wanting to be built up I think that we can become manipulative to try and get those words and you know and it it might it might really come from a very big void a legitimate void but if our way of dealing with that is to manipulate it manipulate and to strive for and to earn and to grasp at um affirmation that isn't the answer no. so we, we all just have to recognize that that can be there we can also feel sorry for ourselves of what of the gap however yeah. big that is or however little but i think also that we can be we've got to be aware that again it's a part of humanity is that when there is that gap on the inside and other people are being affirmed or they're being um validated or you can feel jealous yeah and, and that, I'm not saying those things to bring shame on any of us, but to realise that that is part of the wrestle that we're in. And um, just to be real about that and to bring that to God and, and, and to take that place again, that place that's hungry and in need inside us, mm. me, to God and say, Lord, it really has to be about you and yeah. what you say, because these other things... Are, they're just temporary fixes. Right. Other people's words, except when they're real words of life. Yeah. And that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. Then the other side of all this yeah. is that wouldn't it be great if we could become more a kind of people that affirmed and encouraged others? Yeah. 
but not in a not in a manipulative way. No, because that's dangerous, isn't it? If we, yeah. if I, if I from my lack affirm you, yeah, to try and get something from you, right? You see, I'm not. Just, it's awful, isn't it? Because I'm, you know, making us all feel bad because we're all like, oh yeah, I do that, but it isn't. It's just recognizing, Lord, I can do that, but I don't want to do that. But I want to be a person who speaks life, right? We're not talking about flattery. It's not flattery or it's for my own benefit, like yeah, you're saying. but what is the but... difference then? Oh, you've just pulled a face at me. Oh, I don't know why. I'm, well, I'm you don't like those questions. <laughs> you've asked me questions. I'm not asking. I'm, I'm asking, saying, I'm asking. It was a statement. I'm asking the atmosphere. I'm okay. asking God, like, what is the difference? What is the difference between flattery and affirmation? Well, flattery, I guess the motive isn't quite the same, is it? No, that, that, that was a, that's yeah. see. Get you are in. good at answering these questions. I should keep asking them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, you're flattering to get something back. Yeah, yeah. there's some sort of selfish motive in it. Yeah. But affirmation is is again those proclamations, those statements, those truths that, that you recognise something in somebody and you affirm them in it. Yeah. I mean, can you actually imagine the heart of God in all this for us? The heart of a father would want their children to know who they are. Oh, <laughs> wow. Mean, yeah, I've, I feel like I've had a revelation. <laughs> no, but he would. Can you imagine God's heart would be bursting with this, wouldn't it, of, of wanting us to know as his kids, to know that we are loved and we're, we, we belong. We were made and we were yeah. created. Purposely. And jo- he feels joyful yeah. towards us. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so I think we can confidently come to him, can't we? You know, don't feel that we've, you know, we mustn't, we mustn't feel that we have to come shrinkingly or in shame and yeah. and say, oh, Father, you know, what do you think about me? And, and am I okay? And, and do you love me? And we haven't got to do it in a, in a shameful, embarrassed sort of way, but just confidently to come to the Father that literally loves us more than we could ever begin to understand and say, Lord, can you help me to understand mm-hmm. who I am and, and how you've made me and and what you think about me, and, and may it go in and go deep. And, and the giftings that you've put into me. And but the, how much joy he must feel, yeah. even at being asked that. Mm. Like if, if any of my boys came to me and said, can you just tell me what you think about me? Mm. I mean, I'd just, I mean. Like, as long as they listen to you, well, you wouldn't like it if they just sort of it all bounced off. No, that's true. You'd want them to really come with open hearts and open yeah. ears, which I guess is back to that scripture in Isaiah, come to me with your ears wide open. Yeah. And that's the challenge, isn't it? We come sometimes to God with a bit of suspicion and a bit of preconceived ideas and, right. and a bit of Like you say, we just mistrust. Bat it away. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really good. I think God wants us to know this, and this is what's going to change our lives. And, yeah. and it's out of that then that we can give to others, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, can I read a song? You can. I read a song. I should sing a song, but that would be very... <laughs> she just said no. Just because we it's haven't true. got time. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 All right, it's called Belovedness by Sarah Kroger. You've owned your fear and all your self-loathing. You've owned the voices inside of your head. You've owned the shame and reproach of your failure. It's time to own your belovedness. You've owned your past and how it's defined you. You've owned everything everybody else says. It's time to hear what your father has spoken. It's time to own your belovedness. He says, you're mine. I smiled when I made you. I find you beautiful in every way. My love for you is fierce and unending. 
I'll come to find you, whatever it takes, my beloved. Mm, beautiful. And scripture's full of truth, isn't it? Of yeah. how he, how he, you know, just the fact that he sent his son to the cross, that, that is real love. We need to say, Holy Spirit, let that, let that truth yeah. permeate right deep, deep inside. Yeah, because you can, you can look at the cross, can't you, and think, well, Jesus did that because I'm bad. Or you can think Jesus did that because he loves me so oh, yeah. much that he wanted to rescue me out of this desperate place I was mm. in. Love was the motivation, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pray. Lord, we just thank you um, that you are truth and that you are our good heavenly father and that there's not one of us that is beyond your your reach and beyond the expression of your love, Lord. And And I pray for each one listening that you would really help them to see, Lord, maybe there is for them in their own life, that, Lord, there was that lack. They didn't receive that affirmation that they really needed. Um, and because of that, there's been a hunger that's been outworking in different ways, um, which aren't the real answer, Lord, but we recognise that you are the answer. And I pray for each one of us, Lord, that you would really speak your words, that those precious words of our Heavenly Father deep into our heart that we are deeply loved by you and that you chose us and you've adopted us and welcomed us in and all these incredible truths, Lord. And may that change the security in our heart, Lord, um, and that we could begin to, to share these things even with others and help others. Lord, we thank you that you care about every detail of our lives and we commit ourselves to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I get so excited about that, Andy, the thought of, you know, all the hungry and thirsty people that there are out there in the world and, and how if we can be people who speak words of just truth, not flattery, but real truth, mm. that we, we can be part of God's heart reaching other people. It's yeah. really, it's really quite exciting. It is. Anyway, thank you for listening and we will be back with you soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>